Hello and welcome to Fifth in Mission. I'm staff writer Dominic Fracasa. Today, a major victory at the U.S. Supreme Court for the nation's roughly 700,000 dreamers, young, undocumented immigrants who rely on the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA, to live and work legally here. The split court voted five to four to strike down President Trump's attempt to dismantle the program, with Chief Justice John Roberts siding with the court's liberal bloc and writing the majority opinion. Roberts wrote the Trump administration failed to adequately explain his decision to eliminate DACA or consider the impact on immigrants who had relied on the program. Roberts made clear that the ruling doesn't shield DACA from future legal attacks, just that the Trump administration's rationale for eliminating it were inadequate. Trump made getting rid of DACA a central campaign promise, and it's still not clear how he intends to proceed with the election just months away. But here to help us unpack all of that is uh, San Francisco Chronicle staff writer Tatiana Sanchez. Hi, Tatiana. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? Hanging in there. Big day. It is a big day. So let's start at the very beginning. Um, Tell us about what DACA is and who it protects. Yeah, so DACA stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And it was a program established by former President Barack Obama in 2012 that allows young undocumented immigrants, often referred to as dreamers, to live and work legally in the U.S. So it protects them from deportation and it also uh, allows them to work uh, in the U.S. and this is a status that is renewed every two years. Um, It's open to immigrants who were brought to the U.S. illegally before they were 16, uh, have attended school or served in the military, and have no serious criminal record. So from the very beginning, it was a huge game changer for a lot of young people who were brought here, you know, some of them as as small as like nine months old um, or even younger, and who really have all of their lives here in the U.S., yeah, have you been able to speak with any uh, with any dreamers yet today? What has the reaction been among you know uh, uh, the local Bay Area population at least of, of some of these seven hundred thousand people? Yeah, I did. I spoke to one dreamer uh, named Valeria Blanco. She's a UC Davis student. She's twenty years old, and we had actually spoken last fall. You know, when the SCOTUS case and the Supreme Court case was heating up and just getting started, and um, today she's she was in tears when we. Talked talked right after the decision. She was with her family. And she said just naturally, she woke up at 7am right when the decision came down. And she couldn't believe it because she actually thought that the Supreme Court was going to rule in favor of the Trump administration. So it was a huge surprise to her. Um, but I think in general, you know, this is a huge victory for DACA recipients who have been fighting to keep this program alive for many years. And even before DACA existed, fought for a long time Uh, for some sort of legal protections. So it's a really big win for them. And I think just collectively, there's a huge sigh of relief because it's something that had been weighing on them for about two years now since the administration um, rescinded the program. Yeah, the program means like stability for a lot of people, right? Like not having to have the threat of of deportation sort of hanging over your head a lot of the times. Is that that how people think about it? Exactly. I mean, you can imagine um, these people renew or renewed uh, this status every two years. So when you're thinking in the long run, you know, you have you sort of have this cloud looming over your head in the first place, knowing that you have to renew it every two years. Um, But also after the rescission, um, a lot of them had a dark cloud looming 
looming over them because they didn't know what was to happen in five years or even one year. You know, it's really hard to plan long term. Um, it's it's hard to map out your goals or even to make like professional career decisions when you're not sure what exactly you'll be able to do um, as a working professional or as someone who wants to go to school. So it impacted absolutely impacted every aspect of their life. Hmm. What was the rationale that the Trump administration gave for getting rid of DACA back in 2017? So the administration um, has been very clear from the very beginning, and certainly the president has been clear um, that, you know, he felt that President Obama overstepped his boundaries and his legal authority when he created this program. And definitely conservatives also feel that, um, you know, it's a program that should have never existed because they also feel it gives um, rewards, if you will, to people who were brought to the country illegally and gives them aid aid and resources that they're not entitled to. So that's always been, you know, a firm argument from the Trump administration that it was a complete overstep of presidential authority and that it never should have existed in the first place. Could you talk about the impact here uh, of this ruling in California in particular? The impact is huge in California. California has a very large immigrant population and a very large um population of DACA recipients. Um, the numbers have fluctuated throughout the years, but as of March, there was about 180,000 people who had renewed their DACA status. So that accounts for, I think, a little bit less than a third of the total nationwide number of DACA recipients. Um, you know, and DACA recipients have always been uh, very active in California, definitely across the nation as well. Um, but just because we have such an, a large immigrant population, we have a a lot of DACA recipients here. And also, um, given that we have a very strong university system, the UC system, the CSU system, many of those students have attended and still attend those universities as well. You know, there were one one group uh, who were really uh, called the Supreme Court to, to rule the way it did and to and to preserve uh, DACA uh, was actually the medic- medical community, medical organizations, first responders. You know, as they watch the coronavirus kind of roar back in some parts of the country, they uh, they sort of announced their stake in this. What was that exactly? Yeah. Um, so as the pandemic grew there were there was a growing number of medical organizations and emergency response personnel who uh, called on the Supreme Court to save this program because there are a lot of DACA recipients in the medical field. There are about 27,000 people or DACA recipients, I should say, uh, that are currently working in the medical field. And that's a huge number when you think about all of the medical personnel that is needed and that was needed uh, when when the pandemic got started. So I think that really re- reiterated the, the large impact that DACA recipients have uh, in many professional fields. They're in all kinds of professional fields, and the medical field is no exception to that. So I think it was a reminder to many people um, that this allowed young dreamers to um to work in all sorts of professions. And when you think about how pivotal emergency responders and medical responders have been in the pandemic, that 27,000 is a huge number for that. So as as Chief Justice John Roberts really took pains to say in, in the ruling, th- this doesn't mean DACA is safe. He, he really made uh, the, the fact that 
it's not, this wasn't an indictment of the program itself. It was really just talking about and, and really grappling with the way in which the Trump administration tried to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So so where where do we go from here with all of this? The president made this such a core tenant of, of his campaign, and it's really not clear whether or not he'll be able to live up, you know, see it through uh, by the time November rolls around. So what's what's next for uh, for the federal government that wants to undo this? That's a great question. And I think what happens to the future of DACA remains to be seen. I think that's something that many, many people are going to be talking about and thinking about, especially as we get closer to the election. I think we can presume that if President Trump uh, wins re-election, that he, it's something he will pursue, uh, the rescindment of the program. I think the Supreme Court justices definitely left uh, the door open for that possibility. And it's something the president is likely to pursue. But at the same time, you know, if we do get a president, a new president in November, um, they might keep the program in place. I think there are a lot, still a lot of unknowns. um, But for now, it's just a huge victory that a lot of DACA recipients are celebrating. Um, It's not over. It's, It's something that's been looming for many years. And it seems like that's going to be the case at least for the next few months. So I guess it's something that we will uh, wait and find out. Well, I know that you are going to be following it all for us. Uh, Staff writer Tatiana Sanchez, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And our thanks as well to King Kaufman for producing this show. And thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 